on the set. Can we please have quiet on the set? I'm bad, and I'm better than ever. Hello, hello, and yes, we are back in, well, what was supposed to be a surprise episode, Paul. But I don't think we have that big a fan base to warrant launching a surprise episode. I think we have the the size of our fan base warrants doing whatever the fuck we want, Mm, which is what we do. Actually, yeah, (laughs) which is why we only do. Which is why we're called Around the Ring in Seven Days, and it's been almost six months since our last (laughs) release. We've got a lot to cover then. We've got a lot to cover and let's get right into it. No, um, we are today just having a little bit of a chat about a big event that happened about two weekends ago. A little bit behind. up to date. I've literally just finished watching it. Um, I only watched it in bits, so um, I don't know whether that helps me enjoy it more or made me enjoy it less. I'm Tell them what you're sure. talking about. Uh, we are talking... About Super Showdown. No! (laughs) God, no. I don't think you could pay me to cover that. Um, We're talking about, of course, the All Elite Wrestling debut event, Double or Nothing, which took place in Las Vegas uh, weeks ago. Um, So we're going to have a little chat about that. It's been a lot of stuff said about it already. Some... uh, controversial things said about it already everyone's got an opinion on this so here's ours which is the most important which is the most important to you 40 people that sometimes listen to this (laughs) podcast Um, so we'll get right into it, did you watch it all? I watched it all, yeah Mm. Yeah. I watched it all, watched the pre-show I think, Mm. did I? yes, or at least part of the pre-show I think I saw the whole pre-show, yeah I saw Kim Um, I saw all the matches at least. I think I watched it from when the Battle Royale started, so I don't know mm. if there was anything that happened before then. Was there not? I don't know. Was the Battle Royale the pre-show or was that? The Battle Royale was pre-show. Oh, yeah. was it? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The, um, over the budget. The over. That's What, what did you think it. then to the whole uh, deck of cards uh, idea I that came out? didn't hate it I just don't know again I can't really comment because I didn't see beforehand so I don't know how much they explained it but I didn't yeah. feel like I fully understood it until I was watching it yeah yeah um, yeah where I was like oh okay that's how it's going to work I don't think it was explained very well mm. um, but now that I've sort of done some research into uh who was announcing this show I'm kind of getting to understand why I had so much trouble keeping up with the show Okay. because that Alex Marvez has literally never done he's never, never done it has he he's a sports journalist and yeah. um, I've got a lot of notes in my little book I know here. he literally does um, have a black I have book a little black book um, University of Salford alumni yeah just in case because I am in case people didn't know yeah. that I'm a University so am of I. Salford alumni do you have a little black book? No, I don't. You don't? No, I get invites to events, though. Oh, I don't get invited I to never, events. I never go, though. I just got given the little black book and said, get out. <laughs> don't come back here. Right. Um, 
Well, you've made lots of notes. <laughs> I have made lots of notes, but only for him. I haven't made notes on the Battle Royale or anything okay. like that. It got to the point where I was sort of like, there was so much. I think I got to the Beretta tag, and I was like, there's so much to talk about. I need to start writing this down. Um, but just on that Battle Royale, mm-hmm. do you think that that method of how they were coming out was just a one-off because of where the pay-per-view was and what it was called, Double or Nothing, um, Cards, Ve- you know, was well, it in Vegas? It was in Vegas, yeah. yeah. So it was do you a, think they would do that again or do you think it was just because it I was in Vegas? I think they will do it again the next time they go back to Vegas because I think from the sounds of things, everything's going to sort of tie in. Like, these are the yearly papers. So you think Double or Nothing will happen again? I think there'll be Double or Nothing too. Yeah. Um, or it'll be a slightly different name, but it'll still be. I think they're triple picking their venues. Can you triple or nothing? Why not? But I just feel like, is that in terms of the rules of the casino? I think it's just a phrase, isn't it? It's just a phrase. Um, yeah, so I think that's going to be what's happening with this. Because okay. uh, they're going back to the same venue that they did all in for All Out. Oh, okay. Um, I believe. So I think that's what you, you're going to start to see the schedule get put in place now so that when they have TV... So do you think they'll, they'll have too. another all-out after this one? I think so. All-out sounds a better name for an annual pay-per-view than all-in because it's like you're going all-out for this. This is our big show. It's our anniversary show and we're going all-out for it. Yeah. Um, and it's also got the tie into the original all-in name. I could see why they would maybe keep all three of them names. Exactly. All in, double um, or nothing, all out. And maybe and they it gets do. a triple kind of. They've also got um, two other events coming up as well. They've got Fighter Fest, um, yeah. which that's a name. Yeah. That's well, it's to do with that Fire Fest, isn't? Is it Fire? Is it? Yeah, so oh, it's a play on that. A play on that. A play on that. I think. Oh right, okay. Fire Festival. You watch that? No, but oh, I've heard brilliant. like good things. About but yeah, it. yeah, I'm thinking maybe that's why they've called it Fire. Ah, oh, did, that, that didn't click with me at all. But they've also got um, Fight for the Fallen as well. Yeah, which is like their Armed Forces Day sort of thing. Mm. Um. So yeah, I don't know. You like that? That's the thing. You <clears> literally can't see into the future with this stuff. So. You don't know. A lot of this is just speculation because it's the first show. But we'll see. And let's actually start talking about what we saw on the show. So let's just go straight into it. What did you think of the Battle Royale? The stuff that you saw? Um, Yeah, it was good. I I enjoyed seeing new people. Like, I didn't... I didn't um, know know everyone in that Battle Royale. No, I didn't. Uh, I recognised very few people. So... I mean, it wasn't the best battle royale I've ever seen. No. But what I thought... Now, Jim Cornette said this in his podcast, I know we're not going to talk about it too much, but he thought that it was a stupid way to start your first pay-per-view by doing that, by doing a battle royale like that. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with that. I I don't agree with him because I think for new people watching their product, to be able to see a variety of different talent Mm. that you might well see again, I think that's a really good way to start. My understanding is the way I took from that is that was the TV roster. Yeah, that's what that, I was thinking. That was that. Those are the maybe not all of them, but see. I don't. I don't think all of them will be. But I think there's a lot of them are definite. I mm. think that was them trying to say, 
to, to try and find out who's going to be the initial faces of the TV products. Because Luchasaurus wasn't signed uh, until, until then. That or at least he wasn't revealed. No, no, he'd well. been revealed on a Being the Elite because it was the only... Oh. I, I watched... I've never seen a Being the Elite before, but mm. I watched the one that Greenwood said he was on with the oh, right, yeah, yeah. page match. So I watched that one um, just to see Greenwood because I like Greenwood. Mm. He's a good egg. Shout out to Greenwood. James Greenwood, referee. Good egg. I'm not... Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm <only> joking. <laughs> <laughs> More than joking. I do like James. Uh, everyone loves James. It's impossible not to like James. Yeah. Um, so I watched that one, and that was the one where uh, Luchasaurus got uh, invited to the Battle Royale. Right. Um, so he wasn't signed to AEW until after that Battle Royale. Yeah, um, yeah. And obviously people loved him so much, they put him on. Right. Um, I think you can safely say that without going into too much of... Because I actually haven't seen the comments because I fell asleep. And I was trying to find them last night. I don't know what's been said about Sunny Kiss. I imagine which one's Sunny Kiss? The fellow that uh, did he d- in the in the sort of brightly coloured outfit, uh, short hair. Yeah, with the short hair, like Dennis Rodman style. Yeah, uh, he was doing the 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 bum spot the that's annoyed yeah. Cornet so much. Oh yeah, why uh, though? Like, I thought you know, I thought it was a fine spot. It's a battle royale spot. Yeah. Um, That's like, I'm not, like I'm not, I'm not a fan so much of like the whole. It's basically just you know the ten punch in the corner, but mm, doing mm. it a different way. Yeah, like. That's not my favourite spot in the world because it's no. not the most serious spot in the world. It's not the most real spot in the world. But I just accept it as something it's that's there. It's part of wrestling, and it's a it's a spin on something that you see a lot of. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I, I just think it's possibly an overreaction on his part, massively. Mm. Um, yeah. Screw it. Like, let's not put like a stupid negative on this. Like, let's talk about the real positives. Yeah. And the real that MJK. Oh, MJF. I MJF. Love, sorry, MJF. I love MJF. Yeah. Um, like, he, he reminds me of uh, EC3 and yeah. um, TNA. Oh, impact or whatever yeah, it was. Like I think he's he's so fantastic. He's um, got a good mouth as well. Yeah, um, everything he does is just annoyingly good. Yeah. Where I look at that and I go like, aside from the wrestling ability, which I'm obviously never gonna match, I'm like, oh, you are everything that I want to get to in terms of like just being able to just generate heat on the mic with seconds. He does juice. remind me of the Miz as well. Yeah, he's got like just. Oh, that the guy's gonna be a fucking star. Yeah. Um, and I can't wait to keep watching him. Yeah. Um, I saw him for the first time when I was watching MLW the other week. Um, right. And I was just like, he was like the the standout of that show, like a, of a show that I didn't particularly enjoy. And I was like, he was up there so well. I watched see him have a singles match. I've not seen him have a singles match yet. I've only seen him in rumbles or battle royals. Right. So I want to see more. Production-wise, the battle royale wasn't the best. Why? First point because they missed quite a few bits. They kind of, mm. I don't know if you remember the Janella bit with the cigarette. Oh yeah, yeah. It yeah, felt yeah. like the Janella bit. They kept forgetting that he was there and he was supposed to be doing stuff at that point. Yeah. 
because they sort of quickly cut to him lighting the cigarette, then, then cut the away because yeah. I think, was it Ace Romero was doing his bit then, the really big guy? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think they cut to him and then as soon as Romero had sort of done his sort of suicide dive bit or been eliminated, um, I really like Ace Romero as mm. well. Um, he was a big, another one that stood out for me yeah. um, on that battle royale. Um, and then they cut straight back and Havoc had already stapled. They sort of missed. Yeah, it, it was, was just done, on his head, wasn't it? Was it was done on the hard cam. Yeah. Um, and you just missed him. So that was sort of like, from a production-wise point of view, considering that you've announced TVs already, that maybe maybe they should have done a singles match first. Okay, right. Maybe they should have reversed but, Sabian and Guevara match. Mm, that might come down to the whole whenever... When you see a rumble or a battle royal, mm. especially a WWE one, uh, there is usually only one major thing happening yeah. in the ring at once. Yeah, and I think what happened there was the timing of Ace Romero's dive, and then yeah. So there was there was that that I think I don't think that's I think so that's much production. I well, it's it's not it's a direction point of view which I would count as underproduction in this case because okay. it's not telling you've not agented the match correctly to match with TV so I would say that in that case it's a production issue you think they're using agents for, for that sort I of stuff I don't know whether they are yet I think they're definitely going to have to I don't think it's mm. possible to do TV without no, having it. agents mm. um, I don't think it's possible to do TV well and to a good standard without having agents okay so I think they're going to have to. I, I'm under the impression that that's what Malenko's role is. That's what I was um, thinking. To work with the lower down guys. Um, Get them up to the that people, yeah, exposure. The people that standard, are in that yeah. battle royale that haven't done TV before. Because almost all the others have sort of done. Obviously yeah. Cody and Dustin are very experienced. Jericho's very experienced. So they, when they go into their matches, they know how to do TV matches. Mm. The Bucks and Omega kind of do, but a lot of people that have come from New Japan to do American TV have said it doesn't. New Japan doesn't prepare you for American TV at all. Yeah, it's um, different because they don't agent that much in New Japan. They don't have direction that much in New Japan. Right. I think they're going to have to okay. start having it. I think um, what's been really good about, like I really enjoyed the pay-per-view, I think it wasn't the best pay-per-view I've ever seen, Yeah. Um, but there are a number of factors that come into it that kind of, what's the word, contribute to how positive you feel about the pay-per-view. So mm. the whole media buzz around it and the whole, is this another Monday Night Wars? The whole, for me, when I saw Dean Malenko had signed with AEW, I was like, this is a massive coup. Mm. Like this, things are gonna change yeah. very very quickly and we're gonna have a proper war. And I think, because you're excited when you go into that, to watching your you've pay-per-view, you've built it up you yourself. Built up, you'd forgot the fact that this is actually the debut of a new TV company. Well, I think you are willing to forgive mistakes more. I think, I think, yeah, that's definitely a case, and I think people will be willing to forgive mistakes more. I just don't want people to recognise that there weren't mistakes because there were. No, yeah, yeah, I think there um, were, but 
all in all, that pay-per-view was better than a lot of other pay-per-views that WWE have put yeah. out recently. Yeah. Which is why it's exciting. Mm-hmm. I mean... My was... my whole thing with that, though, is if you compare that to the takeover that there was the week after... Go on. That wasn't... That was a good takeover. I... That, was, that was a takeover that they weren't really trying with. I thought that takeover... I, I, that's what I, I got takeover the was better than Double or Nothing. But I thought it was better than Double or yes. Nothing yeah. with very little effort to be Double or Nothing. Um... I kind of think that I don't know. I think whenever they do a takeover, the standards are always the same, mm. there are, and and there's always the a bar that they try yeah. and set. Now, if they don't reach that bar, no one ever comes out and says that wasn't a good takeover. Do you know what I mean? It's always because they're always such a high, high mm. standard. For me, it's, you mean it wasn't the like best if they don't over, hit the bar. It doesn't matter. Then it doesn't really unless, matter because you're in a good place. Yeah, anyway. unless it's terrible. Yeah, which it never I don't has been. Ever been one. It never has been. So it wasn't the best takeover, but it was still yeah. very high quality mm. takeover. I thought it was better than AEW, yeah. but at the same time, I was more engaged watching AEW because it was new. Yeah, because I'm intrigued because I'm interested in yeah. what, where the company's going yeah, yeah. whereas with TakeOver yeah I, I watch it and I love it but I'm not as invested yeah. because it's not that it's new. not new yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you can't like I said you know yeah. the bar's always so high so you kind of know what you, you're yeah. going to get but with something new you're not you don't know yeah. what you're going to get and I think that's why it makes it more exciting but yeah mm. I enjoyed, I enjoyed well, both of them pay-per-views and I thought there were things that I thought there were lulls you know there were things that could have been maybe executed better but for me the mm. the Rhodes match was oh, one of the I'll best matches I've seen let me get to my notes let's, let's go through some of the other matches first before right. we go into the Rhodes matches um, Sabian and Guevara yeah that was good liked it I was more just at the moment. I was sort of like, "Oh, this is you know someone that I've seen on shows, yeah, and been like, oh god, it's just another sign where it's like this is attainable. Like if you if you if you're working hard enough and stuff like that, you sort of like, oh, we can do this. What do you mean? We can get to this level. But it's just sort of like it's nice to sometimes see. Obviously, we've already seen it with NXT UK and stuff like that. But it's sort of like even with new companies now, it feels like every time there's a new company one of the people from the same circuit that we're on yeah it gets like, there gets, yeah. he's getting a rub from it and stuff like that and it's sort of like that's, the dream is there that's a good feeling it's achievable um, yeah yeah. and I, I quite like the match as well yeah I thought it was I really thought, good I thought Kip was um, yeah I thought it was a good good first showing for him yeah um, I think they will uh, I think he's going to be I think he really a, a dark horse in the big, for them. yeah, yeah. I think, because he's got the personality. He's got never seen personality. You didn't get. He showed it, but he didn't get to show it as much as no. what he can on the British yeah, Indies. Yeah. So I'm excited for, for yeah. him going forward. Good to see what he can do. Um, and then we got into the main show. First match was so Christopher Daniel. Yeah, so Cal. So Cal and Sensei. This is this is where my indie knowledge, where I haven't made notes, doesn't come into effect. There was so much being told about these tag te- this other tag team that they faced. Oh, These were yes, yeah, 
They were the... Is it OWE? Yeah. Yeah. So these were the Japanese contingent of a Chinese stable? Uh, I, so I've heard that, but I uh, I don't know. I was under the... I only heard that after the pay-per-view that they're actually... I heard it under the... I remember one of them talking about it on commentary. Oh, did they? Um, right. That, that the OWE is a Chinese stable, but these are the Japanese contingent of them. Right. Um, right. So yeah, that's quite interesting to see that they're. Well, I mean, they've done exactly what they sort of, like. They've not done it exactly, but the whole sort of thing is like China's always been something that every market's wanted to break. Yeah. Break into it's like India in that sort of sense, mm. and they've sort of like obviously they've not broken into it, but they've kind of just laid. I think this was low key one of the best sort of like slaps down gauntlet slaps to WWE that they did rather than the really obvious ones that they did later in the show where it was right. sort of like hey if you want to break China it's fucking easy work with Chinese stars yeah. or work with people that are working with Chinese yeah, stars yeah, yeah, yeah. put them on your TV yeah. Um, so yeah and the match wasn't a bad match at all no, it, was, good, it was a good, good sort of opener um, then we had the women's match with uh, Britt yeah. Baker, Kylie Ray, Nyla. Uh, Nyla Rose, and the surprise edition of Awesome, awesome Kong. Kong. I I thought the Awesome Kong thing was cool. Yeah, it was And I cool. was like, it's really great, but I felt bad for Nyla Rose in terms of like, they've spent the whole sort of thing of this building up that she's like a big beast type character, and then immediately put someone that's bigger and arguably more of a beast type character with a I reputation. Guess. Do you not think though that I thought that would have had potential to be something, you know, Awesome Kong and Nyla Rose, mm. but it didn't really turn into anything. I don't. The yeah, focus was more on Britt Baker and um, Kylie Ray. Kylie Ray yeah. for me. Um, I I don't know. I. I think it's something maybe they're saving it for TV maybe they're saving mm. it for something else Nyla Rose is reasonably untested I think isn't she she's reasonably um, she's not incredibly experienced not, in see, not seen um, her in any this is the first capacity. time I've heard of her yeah. I've uh, heard of her I've but never, never seen her work before yeah. but I'd heard of I'd sort of heard of Kylie Ray. obviously heard of Awesome Kong and I'd seen I'd heard of Britt Baker as well um, mm. and seen bits of Britt Baker's stuff before Nyla Rose was the only one where I was sort of like, you're a completely new person mm. to me. What are your thoughts on uh, Kylie Ray? A lot of people are saying, like, Bailey Light. Bailey Light, yeah. Um, I do remember what I like. I got the Bailey thing as soon as I sort of saw her doing it. Yeah. Um, I felt bad for... I don't think that character really works that great for other stuff stuff outside of wrestling stuff outside of live events and stuff like that so when they did the promo the interview with her mm, and then they did the librarian bit yeah. um, and fair enough I don't actually understand that what the point of the librarian thing is anyway so I was sort of a bit like that but I was also like she's basically lost her promo time to these characters mm. and whenever it comes up like that where there's going to be an interruption 
she's always going to get it so they can do that smiling thing the sort of like oh I'm still smiling and I'm like you're that character sort of gives production an easy way to do things like that and now you're not going to get time to show people what you can do yeah how much of that is a case of trying to get people involved in this pay-per-view because it's the first one I mean, there, I mean, there's an element of that, obviously, but I just think that that's something that happens because I think that happened with Bailey when she went onto the main roster as well. Where she, I got. still think though that whilst I still don't know what this librarian stuff's about, mm. um, I got a lot from Kylie Ray without her saying anything, like the the kind of like, I guess it might have been it's been done before, but like the I'm ha- I'm happy to be here. Like, yeah, oh I God, mean, I'll give, you, I'll, I'll, give, I'll, give, I'll give you that. I mean, yeah. like, I get, I got enough to know what she's about. Um, how much further it can go? It so, but I feel like I, I sort of got to the end of the road with her, like straight away, in terms of like you know what okay, she's about. This is what you're about. There's no, there's no layer to you, which is fine in wrestling because it's a face value sort of thing. You like, you do sort of have to take people at face value. Um, and first impressions obviously count a lot. She's a good first impression. I don't know what she'll be like on a second or third. I don't know. I think uh, I think there's lots of places she can go with it, just mm. based off of what I've seen from her. Yeah. I reckon they might go down the whole not losing streak, but mm. you know she's not getting yeah getting her you know she's not winning or whatnot. Yeah. She's not getting where she wants to be. And then eventually, you know, a bit like Bailey, the crowd will get behind her and whatnot. She'll start getting higher up there. But um, I don't think you could have given much more at that on that promo or whatever Mm. for for the first your first outing. Apart from the fact that yeah, it was interrupted. But Mm. um, I think she'll be. I think it looks like the 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 major players are going to be. Britt Baker, mm. Ali, Ali, yeah, Brandy uh, Rhodes. You think Brandy Rhodes is going to be? Brandy Rhodes is the one facing Ali, isn't she at the next right. pay per view? Yeah, so they're getting uh, a nice women's division involved. I'm, I. It's an interesting women's division, and it's a varied women's division. So I'm. Are they doing a uh, women's championship? You would assume so. Yeah, because well, they've see... not announced the tag titles or anything yet, have they? No, they've just no. done. Yeah, I imagine what they will do is they will give every. They won't just litter it with championships. No. They will gradually. Every show will sort of have an unveiling. Yeah. Sort of like. And they'll get someone like. Obviously, they had Bret Hart on this one. And then mm. they'll get someone for the tag titles. They'll get someone for the women's titles. What do you think about thing. having. I think that they will have. Um, secondary belt or you know eventually mm. or maybe even the tag titles or whatever will be will not be their own what do you think what that they you know, like because they had the you know like they had the triple a of ta- tag titles what do you think to them having like i don't think it fits with their message of we're going to make tag team wrestling the main event again not necessarily the tag titles then like even if there was like an, an intercontinental kind of championship or um, I don't know. Are you you know any any other cha- title belt that could be? I don't dis. Well, it's sort of what they've done 
I don't know whether they're just doing it to tie it over because obviously at All In they did it with the NWA Championship. Yeah. Um, with this they did it with the AAA Tag Team Tag Team Championships. I don't know whether they're just doing it till they get their own belts. If I was them, my sort of view was, or if I think if I was a fly in that room, the conversations I'd be hearing would be sort of like, we can't establish ourselves unless we. We're trying to we're trying to go for the big leagues. We're trying to make ourselves the same as the top company in the world. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they can do that by not so much acknowledging, but they have to have their own divisions and make them as important as okay. they can do. Right. Because otherwise, if you're not, if you're saying that you're all elite, but you're saying that you recognise. Or the belts. The AAA Tag Team Championships is more important than having your own Tag Team Championships. You're not all elite. So what do you think? Because in my head, I think that they... I always thought that they could build any belt that isn't theirs, effectively, like they did with um, the NWA Championship. I think I think they could. I don't think it fits with the message that they're trying to Do you to think they out. will, though? Do you think like you, could you no. see the NWA Championship being defended there again? No, 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 I don't. Not now I that they've got their own. Not now that they've got their own World Championship. I don't see. I don't see it with maybe with the NWA Championship because it's a different case. Like it's, it is about with history, and mm. you kind of like they kind of have to recognise it as well, especially with people like Cody and Dustin there. Like they're two people that can't not recognise. Yeah, their family fortune comes from the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, mm. so they can't really disregard something like that. And I'm not saying that they would disregard other belts, but I don't think it fits with their message of being like, <laughs> we want to be the top players in this game, we want to be all elite, and then mm. start saying like, oh well, we've got these championships that are just as much important as ours yeah well, I don't know I could just see like you know where they used the was it the Japanese women in that tag match yeah see that's where I felt like I mean I, I kind of got lost a little bit in that didn't know who anyone was mm. um, so they are definitely embracing other cultures and other people from other promotions yeah. so I thought like down the line, you'd probably see a mid-card belt involving them, sort of. What I would say in, instead is the difference of doing that is rather than having someone else's championship come in, have a championship that you can take to other promotions. promotions. Something like some kind of touring championship that can go be defended in New Japan, that can go be defended in AAA, that can go be defended in maybe Ring of Honor and stuff like that maybe yeah. that's what I would if if that's Probably. the message that you're going for a belt that you can take yeah it's better in it because you better control than bringing it someone else's in and you can um, make that belt people yeah. want to go and see the matches wherever they can if. yeah so the next match after that as well then was the Beretta Taylor against Angelico and Jack Evans, he was called. Yeah, 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 Jack Evans. This is where I started getting my notes out because I didn't, I wasn't sort of getting angry at the matches. Like I was fairly happy with the matches at this point. This is where I started 
a lot of this is in capital letters because I started getting just a little bit annoyed about a few things that were playing up on me. Um, I came in part way through this match. Yeah. Um, because I must have, because I was watching it in parts on a on a stream site. I was watching it on a naughty site. Um, old Tom. Yeah, I didn't didn't pay for it um, because I didn't have. You're the bloody worst. I am the bloody worst. Um, so I, I must have skipped the end of part two and gone straight onto part three. So I was into this match already. Um, the point of where I came into this was soon as Alex Marquez says all of the matches at AEW have a 30 minute time limit at least now I don't know if I just missed that point um, or maybe I missed something that was said during the announcing that was the first time I'd heard that and with three matches in I don't know. I can't remember if they did announce that. I can't, it sounds like something I you could, would announce. It feels like something that you would announce during the matches, and maybe it's just something I've missed. Maybe. But if yeah. that's not the case, that was definitely the first time I'd been told that. That's important. So every that's, match has a 30-minute every, every minute, time. Every match has a minimum of a 30-minute time limit. Because the That doesn't books, make any sense, though, does it? How do you mean? A minimum of thirty. So, it, so it couldn't. It can be a higher time limit because the Bucks and the Lucha Brothers, when they did the announcing, they said it's a sixty-minute time limit. Okay, right, right, right. So right, they yeah, must. Yeah, they yeah, must. Yeah. I, I assume they're confused. announcing it, and I. I so yeah. every every match is a thirty-minute time limit match, unless, unless stated, stated otherwise. otherwise right. Then it's then there's thirty minutes of the time limit. That to me is something really important and I should have been aware of that during every match um, yeah I mean I must have missed that as well yeah but maybe I don't know it's important if you say it yeah WWE don't say it do they they don't say time limit they do don't it. have time limit so I can see why what AEW are trying to do because it's traditional isn't it to yeah. say the time limit um, if they didn't, I wouldn't be bothered. Yeah. But if if commentary then are starting to say it, yeah, I would even that's something that mm. I would even like on the graphics. Like yeah. even like I know like after a certain point you wouldn't need it there because yeah. you know. But I would like that on the graphics to say that if every match if there's a time limit to a match, I want to know like as soon as you put it on my screen. Right. That there's a time limit to the match because that's a really important factor in the match. Yeah, that's the change. You you're basically saying that you can have draws in this match. That this isn't gonna be. Yeah. You might not necessarily get a winner, and it might not be by DQ. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's something. Um. What about the match itself? The I'm match itself, like like I said, I came in part way to it. Um. I think I only really caught like the last five to seven minutes of yeah. it, um, and it was just it was classic Beretta and Taylor from whenever I've mm. seen Beretta before. Just finish after finish after finish, near fall after near fall after near fall. It's Beretta's not my style of guy. Mm. I'm never gonna like be into Beretta because um, they was just watching moves that would kill people. Like if they were legit, they'd kill they'd kill mm. you. Um, for five minutes straight 
it's just this is really where I sort of started getting quite annoyed with the commentary team, um, and I made some big notes on that. When the match was over and the tag team turned up at the end of it, oh yeah, um, I had no idea who that tag team were, oh, and it was I. blatantly obvious that neither did Jr. Right, like so, like and neither did, and no one else told him. Like they all literally just went, "Who are, who are these guys? guys?" Yeah, like no, it's your job to tell me who they are. I didn't feel like I got um, what's the word? It just kind of happened, didn't yeah. it? Um, and I wasn't like, I didn't get any answers, which is fine. Yeah. But I didn't get anything to want me to ask more yeah. questions. Do you know what I mean? Other than exactly. well, but that's, the, that's the thing that comes down to the match as well, though, doesn't it? It's like if you'd seen a really great match and you were like, "Oh, I, <sighs> I think I think Beretta and Taylor are going to be stars," then you'd be a bit more. It's not. It wasn't that. It was more like, right, these guys have turned up. I don't know who they are. The commentary team haven't said who they are, and they yeah. don't know who they are. Mm. I'm sure. I'm sure. Or maybe Excalibur or someone said, "Oh, it's these guys." Yeah, but then didn't then say, didn't who, they say were. who they were. So all I mean, all I want to know is who are they? I think like, that was it. Than... someone. I think it was Excalibur that shouted, "What's he doing here?" Oh right, okay. and then just left it at that. Yeah, I wanted to. I would have liked some further kind of development as to who yeah. they are, just to give me an inkling. Yeah. As, as to like, right? Oh, yeah. okay. So why? Th then I'll be asking myself questions. So why have they? Why have they done that here? Yeah. Um, I think it was with these guys. at this oh, yeah. point I wrote down I, I was a little bit oh God I think I went a little bit into hard than the um, than this deserved but I put hands down the worst commentary team in history would rather listen Fucking to Mike hell. Adamly solo he's not solo. joking um, would rather listen to Mike Adamly solo yeah um, at Fucking that point hell. Um, Brett because uh, there was another Are thing do you well. want to get yourself blackballed I mean that wasn't that's not too bad, is it? <laughs> I don't know. I mean people have said worse about this pay-per-view already, let's be honest. Yeah, but these people are probably people who are already black <laughs> not blackball, <laughs> but in the fucking industry. <laughs> we're uh, on the circuit, Tom, uh, but we're on the fucking Manchester circuit. Uh, <laughs> screw it. If you want me, you want me. I don't care if you don't. Um <laughs> Screw it, let's just go in then. Uh, just because they just kept saying stupid things like the Beretta tag was the first AEW tag match. No, it fucking wasn't. You opened with a tag match. Is that what they said? Yeah. Alex Marquez went, this, guys, I just want to point out, this is the first tag match in AEW. Oh. What was SoCal doing then? Oh. Fucking six-man singles oh. with the wrong rules. Um Oh, maybe it was. And just then, a oh, and then they said something stupid again. Japanese women's tag brought internationality to the show. What was Sabian? He's international. Yeah. What was the Japanese guy in the battle royale? International. What, what were OWE <laughs> internationality? Oh okay. God, right. Um, and then they obviously had the women's tag. Um, really, not my style of wrestling at all. But neither is most Japanese wrestling. I think. Um, it was just hard to be invested when I didn't know who they were, and that's my, just partly down to me not. My thing was that I actually watching. sort of enjoyed it, mm. even though I didn't really yeah, know I mean, who it wasn't. was. The match had character to, character to it, which yeah. I would argue on a debut show 
is slightly more important than story for undercard matches. Yeah. Um, which I'll sort of I'll get into a bit more of that in a bit because obviously they did matches that did tell a great story. Um, like it's really not my style at all, but it looks fun. And then I wrote that everything looks crisp and clean when it needs to. And then by the end of the match, I've written scratch that it's more 50 50. Oh. There was a lot of bits that like something either looks really, really good mm. or something looks really, really shit. All right. Um, like something looked either like amazing. Like I was like, you'd be like, oh, that's such a good strike or that's such a good line. Mm. And then someone would throw a shit line straight after it. I can't remember it. Yeah. It's been two weeks, Tom. Yeah, it has. Um, oh, for this, this is the first sort of thing. I, in hindsight, this one isn't as bad now. But someone got hit clean on with a headshot with a metal can. I, I just wrote probably not a good idea for TV. What? Um, in that women's tag, someone got hit with a metal can, like straight on in the head. No oh. hands up to protect or anything like oh, that. Oh, right. And I was a bit like, hmm, that's probably not a good idea. Oh, yeah, there was this as well. Um, there was. Do you remember the, the fact that there was a massive fuck-up with the near fall on this? That they rang the bell for a near fall and started yeah. playing the music. Um, look, at, when I was watching it, I was sort of like, this might be a work to try and put some kind of story because the pin was straight after it. Right. Um Ah right, yeah, I think I remember yeah. it now. Yeah, if this is if this is a work, it's a really really stupid idea for a debut show because it makes the production team look incompetent. Why? Because it makes them look like they didn't like that was a full on near fall. There was no like, there was no free. Like she was never counting that free. That was a full on kick out. Of yeah, because she, but she, she, she had, she had, a hand she had up to put a hand she? up and she put a hand up straight away. Yeah, there yeah. was absolutely no reason to ring the bell. That side, like your product, your production guys or your timekeeper wasn't watching properly. Right. Um, it made if it's a work, which is the only way I can think that it might have been. Referee did well with that. Mm. Yeah, she just she was just she like, was like no. no. It's to, Stop and she it. showed her yeah. authority rather than being nervously yeah. like, oh shit, you know. Yeah. And I thought she did really well with kind of like, why are you ringing the bell? This is, it was two. I thought, I thought actually <laughs> she was, I can't remember her name, but I thought she was the best referee on the show. Well, yeah, I mean, a good referee is one that can keep yeah. good authority that you don't really there are see. Other, there are referees that possibly would go to pieces in that situation. But that was like, yeah, she did well. She yeah. absolutely like just fawned did it. Um, to his credit, Jr. also did a really good save here, where he was like, no, no, like that was obviously a near fall. Listen to the referee. Yeah, like, yeah. Just in case, because you know that production can hear commentary as well, right? Likely, so it's sort of like he's adding an extra voice rather than losing his shit. Yeah, yeah. which is what commentary might have done as well. Hmm. Um, it's just one of them mistakes. It doesn't happen all the time, does it? But I've been no, in that position it's where it's not, been like... It's not something that you would want. You don't want if it happening because it ruins the flow of yeah, the, of the it match. It ruins yeah. the flow of the match. And wherever you're up to. It, it makes, especially when you're about to, you're announcing that you're launching a major network deal. Like that's a big sort of like, fucking hell, we really could have done without that. Mm. Um, 
Oh, yeah, that was it. Um, I put like a nice thing about JR. And then as soon as the match was over, he made himself look a complete dick by just admitting that he was completely lost in the show order. Like, he just turned around, he like he looked at his stuff and went, I don't know where I am. Really? Yeah. I was just like, what? I've just, I, I've just literally written something nice about you. And, oh, I felt bad for JR. I really did. I wish they'd keep him behind the scenes. I really do because it's just sometimes quite sad now when he when he has those sort of Foley-esque moments of like oh, <laughs> cylinders aren't firing in the right place like they used to it's quite scary um, mm. but then we go into something like oh Cody and Dustin I'm not going to lie fantastic I don't know I, I fucking loved this match yeah that, um, I just thought it was like In a in a show where it was predominantly that indie yeah. style of wrestling, they showed that they could tell brilliant stories, stories. and think. Uh, and you know what? They did it with the bare minimum as well. Like yeah. they took this sort of some. I I've been going into this going like this match has a terrible build to it. I don't care for it. It wasn't that it's gonna have to. It's gonna have to like really do something to make me invest into it. But yeah, I was like, the build oh. was was they did. I thought they did. You had to actively seek out the build yourself because. There hadn't been any shows yeah, to yeah. build it, so exactly. I thought, I I thought it, it was like it's a really hard sort of situation to put yourself in to do this match on a debut show. They had like they had like a good 15 20 minute um video on, on the Facebook page, mm. it wasn't just about Cody and Dustin, it was about um Jericho and Nakada as well. Yeah. But that got me invested in the Dusty. Sorry, in, in the Rhodes match. Mm. Um, yeah, but they told the story in the match. Yeah, that, that was the All thing. you need to know like, is that these two people are Dusty's Dusty sons. Dusty sons. Um, they are both there because they don't feel like they've had a fair crack at the whip in the, in the industry. Yeah. You know, for WWE or whatnot. Um, it's, they don't hate each other. No. They are... Both going out with something. Well, prove. I didn't. I didn't get the don't hate each other part because I'm a bit like, why are you saying that you're going to put your brother down then? Because That's like a pretty hefty. It's thing like to it's say. fight talk. Mm. It's fight talk. It's like boxers do it all the time. Mm. You know what I mean? And then at the end of the match, you'll you'll hear them saying, "Oh, what a brilliant guy that my mm. opponent was," and stuff yeah. like that. It's that. That's just kind of yeah. you don't want to show weakness in mm. before a match, so. And I thought, and I'm not really a big fan of um, blading or anything like that. But no, I you know what I added to the match it's, as it's much as it was. It's not something that I'm I really yeah. care for. It's not something that I'm like I want more in it. Yeah. Um, and not nine times out of ten, I'm a bit like this is unnecessary, particularly in matches like Brock's matches where Brock's moves legit look like they kill you anyway. Yeah. Like you don't need the blood. This match. Yeah. This match would not have been anywhere near as good without the blood. I felt it did add to it. It added it definitely to it. Added, like, and they built it. the match around it as well. This was one of the most like well planned out matches that I think I've ever watched in terms of how simple 
it was. Yeah. The blood was a part of it. Like mm. it distorted Dustin's vision. Yeah, he yeah. was missing his lines. Yeah. He was missing stuff like that. Um, everything was so good. Like even even Cody putting the figure four on Dustin. The symbolism of that of mm. like that's what Flair used to put on his dad and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. I was like this match was a work of art. Yeah, it was so good. Um, the only bit that I, the only two bits where I'm sort of like, oh, I wish, I wish I hadn't seen that was I wish Brandy's spot had been more head focused because that was meant to be part of the blading bit. What do you mean? You know when Brandy speared Dustin, I I wish she'd done something on the head. Because that was like to give right. him the time to blade, and then when he came back, his face was covered in blood. Like I know the buckle was the the, the thing. point, but I'm sort of like, you can sort of see that he's not bleeding. He's not done it yet until yeah, yeah. he's carrying Brandy out. Um, so I wish she'd done something to the head mm. more than a spear. But um, like that's like nitpicky of nitpicky. Yeah. Um, I thought the R spot. Was with the weight belt was really unnecessary, but I understand <laughs> where I understand why they did it because it got them to the next stage of the match. It was Dustin. It was the point where Dustin could get the upper hand. Mm. Um, I just kind of wish they'd done something else. Uh, it wasn't that. like it sort of just took me out of it for a little bit of a moment. Um, I don't really like our spots in wrestling. Do you know anyway. what though? I know, I know, mm. but. Do you not think this isn't a blood feud? This isn't like a proper, a proper. I hate my brother. Mm. Think of it this way: Dustin is Cody's older brother. Yeah. So he's sort of like that's the point where he's like, it would be really embarrassing for your brother to do that to you. But the fact that he's yeah. his older brother is like getting like, stay in well. line. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm like your, you know, not your dad, but yeah. I, I, that's no, not it to smack you across I, the I, I loved, I, I, I loved the match and I'm sort of like again I kind of feel like I'm probably being the nitpickiest of nitpicking with this R spot yeah. I'm sort of like I wish they'd done something else but you know what I'm fine with it I still love the match I still think it's probably my favourite match that I've seen this year as well yeah um, I don't think I don't, I, it's probably tied with the first Gargano Cole match um, right. from Mania Takeover but I'm sort of like I think this just sort of what edges the, above the, it a little bit. The where Gargano won the title match, not the one from the other week. Two out of three falls. The two out of three falls. Right. Like I really liked that match, okay. but I was sort of like, like I think this has just edged it slightly. What we've missed out a key thing with this match at the beginning oh, of it, the entrance for Cody. Oh yes, I have. Yeah, I was. What gonna... What does it say in capital letters in your book then, Tom? It doesn't say anything in capital letters. The, you know what? I was kind of like, um, I was a bit more reserved with it. Like I've, I've already spoken about this with people when it happened because um, I think it was when we were at Gulliver's World. I think someone asked me about it and I said sort of like what I thought at the time. My only note that I sort of put is take the throne part out of Cody's entrance and it would have been really elegant, which isn't something you see a lot in wrestling. Take a... Take right. take the front take the whole throne bit out. Right. And Cody's entrance would have been really elegant and sort of like beautiful to watch. And I don't mm. think that's something you really see that much in wrestling. Mm. Um, like it's it's like normally entrances are like a spectacle and stuff like that. This would have been sort of calm, sort of like really well done, sort of like really just elegant. And I was like, you don't see that in wrestling. Mm. So so I personally think the throne bit was a mistake on their part to do. 
you reckon? I think it doesn't say anything. I think it says more to them that WWE gets to them rather than it get that's going to get to WWE. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not Triple H, so I don't know how I'm going to take that. But if I took that, I'd have been sort of like they're just like like it's it's petty, and I'm and I know I'm in their head. It doesn't matter it's if they get in my head. It isn't. It's definitely petty, isn't it? Mm. But there's a, that was a very good way to send a message, and I think Triple H isn't going to be angry. I, I don't think, think he's going to. I think he's going to be. Look, if he does see it, he's probably seen it. Yeah, yeah. He's probably going to be like, all right, we'll keep an eye on these. But surely a good show would have done that. If I, if I, if I was Triple H, I'd be looking at more of the fact that they're backed by a billionaire, more at the fact that these are guys that did a fucking like twenty-five thousand sellout show earlier in the year. They're doing it again now. They're the factors to me that would get in my head more and make me more worry like that chair spot to me like that said to me I was I'd be sort of like that says nothing to me other than the fact that I'm here and it bothers you if you could if you come up to me and you like take a pot shot at me on a on a show my response to it is you're you're not in my head I'm in your yeah. head um if you want to start a war, the best thing to do is to send a message. I don't think that was a message. A good show is a message. A good, great show that he's going that you know is going to continue to do business for you. That is a better show. That is a better message to send. So they are putting on good shows. They that isn't enough. I don't think putting putting good shows on isn't enough because it's not. I like to think of things on in like a, you know, when we're in the future and we're, we're looking mm. back at this and we're looking at articles or we're reading up yeah. on like a history of the new Monday Night Wars, mm. that, which, you know, the, it might not even be going out on a Monday night, but that's a key moment. That's the that's the assassination of Archduke I, Franz Ferdinand. No, it's no, the, it's not. No, it's not. Because what was, talking what was the response? What was the response by WWE to it? What what did but they? It what might, have they might done? not be a response they straight away. Response to it. They, they haven't not. done. They haven't done anything. It only. It's only a talking point if there's a response to it. It can no, only be I the spark that lit the fuse. If the fuse actually sets on fire. No, there are. There can be a, a string of events that that lead to change. It doesn't have to just be one thing. But I think people will look back and think, "Do you remember when?" AEW had the first pay-per-view and Cody Rhodes sent that message to Triple H. Mm, it's not going to be the one thing that... It's it's an acknowledgement that they are here to take it to, to mm. WWE. It, sometimes you need imagery. You need that imagery. Matt, because WWE won't fucking talk about mm. AEW. AEW ha- are doing it their own way by symbolism yeah. and whatnot. Breaking the throne mm. using the sledgehammer, do you know it? Like like in the the match you were saying, uh, Cody put Dustin in the in the figure Big four, ball. yeah, as a kind of imagery of Ric Flair mm. when he used to do it to his yeah. dad or whatever. And it's like, well, it's really important to have imagery and symbolism. I think, and I think that's what 
it might mean nothing in the end. I of think it. I think you're right. I think in this case you're putting too much on it, but neither of us will know which one is right until, until the next year. It might be hollow and yeah. worth and pointless. We might be coming. We might be back in ten years' time yeah. thinking, thinking, "Hey, do you remember when AEW did that stupid thing?" Are we still going to be doing this in ten years? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. If the you know, if one of the major promotions then releases me well, to I've let been, me do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'll still be here. Because yeah, you'll I'll still be here. Blackballed. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what's in store for Tom McManus? Um, <laughs> everyone knows what's in store for Tom McManus. <laughs> A drinking problem. <laughs> Um, where are we up to? Uh, I didn't say that. I just want to say how much that I um, absolutely fucking love Earl Hebner and DDP. That's the only thing that I want to add to that. I think DDP um, was great. What, what was the point? Earl Hebner. Earl Hebner's great. Hebner. But what um, was the point in DDP? If anything, that was the that was the. He's there's some sort of sim- semblance to it, isn't it? Like he's an honorary member of the Rhodes family. Um, I believe that's what they said on commentary as well. well um, I guess that's what when commentary had to so put he that. was sort of like. Get that over, haven't they? Because I think, I, yeah, because like Dusty was. Is Dusty the guy that. I don't think he trained DDP, but he was the one that told DDP to start training. Because DDP, like, he didn't start training until he was right. like in his 40s or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Or in his late 30s. I think Dusty was sort of like the driving force between behind DDP becoming a wrestler. So but I think they've. Um, I, don't, I don't know, though. I didn't think it was warranted. You said you had the problem with. Brandy doing the spear, I had the problem with DDP coming out to take Brandy like, away. Oh, no, don't, like, don't do this. Yeah, spear. like, it's not a massive problem, but I just yeah. kind of felt like it was it was just a cheap pop to get DDP yeah. out. Maybe the, what? Maybe there is some kind of, like we were talking about, you know, past history of him yeah. being an honorary member, but it didn't take anything away from it. I just yeah. kind of thought like, oh, DDP's here, why? Yeah. Just to take them, take yeah. Brandy away. I think, I think that's what it sort of is, yeah. Um, I love DDP though. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, DDP is great, and I just love Hebner as well. Just yeah. love the little little old guy. Still being a fucking brilliant referee as well. Still goes. Which is really weird because I watched the Montreal Dark Side of the Root, Dark Side of the Ring, and I was like, God, Hebner looks rough. And then I watched this, and I was like, Hebner looks great. Then it was into into the end. We're in the end game now. Lucha. Uh, Lucha Bros versus the Young Bucks. Yeah, thoughts. Um, no one can deny that the books aren't really great at what they do. Are they the best tag team in the world? Probably now, but that's because certain tag teams aren't being used to their full potential. Which for you is the revival? Is the guessing. revival? Yeah. Um, I think if the revival ever went and like actually started being used properly, then hands down the revival would be so far above the books in terms of great matches mm. um, and more enjoyable matches. I didn't hate this match. There were just a few like little like it was really fun and it was a good sort of difference from the. Um, it differentiated really well from the match that had gone previous to it and I know they'd had the title reveal beforehand to, to 
differentiate as well. But I was like, this was a, a good match to have different, um, and it was a good match to follow. Yeah, Rhodes and uh, Rhodes. I don't know um, what my thoughts are on the Young Bucks, just because. It's just there's little bits I find with them. Like, they'll do something really great and then do something, like, that doesn't fit. They're immensely so, talented. Yeah. Immensely, like, I could only dream of doing half the stuff that they can yeah. do. Um, I didn't feel like it needed the we're a bit rusty story. Because that was the story they were going for, wasn't it? With the build I believe it. so that they'd been not doing stuff for a while. Yeah, and I yeah. can't. And that didn't come across to me at all. There was a couple of things that because was it, they were no. on top all the time. Yeah. There was there was literally no heat from Pentagon and Phoenix. So, but my thing was like it, the thing with the books, and it's always the same sort of thing whenever I see their matches. They do something that's really great, and it sort of, and it works really well, and then they'll add something. So they did that. The the dodging moves. One of them did it with, I think it was Ray Phoenix, I don't think it was Pentagon. Um, dodging dodging all the moves and then you end in that double drop kick sequence. Okay, indie stand Fine with that, indie sort of standoff thing. Then they got, get up and do the stare down. You've just spent at least two minutes dodging your opponent and not giving yourself to your opponent. Then as soon as that sequence is over, why have you stood up and you've both just given yourselves to your opponent? Mm, like, yeah. I just, I, I just hate shit People like that. hate that, but some people uh, see it as a moment. Yeah. There's moments and then there's people... So, yeah, some people will see that's a good moment for the yeah. crowd to, to digest what they've just yeah. seen. Other people will say, why don't you just fucking hit him? Yeah. That's what... That, yeah. But that's my thing. And I think that because it's subjective... You either like it or you don't like yeah. it. There's no, I don't think there's a right or wrong. I think there's always an answer for everything in wrestling. Yeah. Um, well, not everything, but like... Yeah, I can see why people wouldn't like it. I can see why someone would say, just, yeah. you know, why you've done that, just, just hit him. Yeah. Um, I didn't really... Again, the, the rusty sort of thing didn't really come off, but now that I look back at notes that I've made, I'm sort of starting to see, oh, that makes more sense, because uh, I thought they kept making themselves look really stupid and forgetting that Pentagon was in the match, like every because Pentagon was always just coming out of nowhere to break yeah. stuff up, but now you sort of like, oh, that kind of makes sense with the rusty sort of storyline. Not keeping him uh, out. Or not, not keeping yeah. him out. Maybe, I don't know, maybe the worst commentary team in the world could have done a better job um, of telling that over um, there was a top row brain buster and I was just at the only note I've written to that is fucking hell um, because oh my god <laughs> it looked like it looked incredible but it was also like Jesus looks top row, the one where was that the one where he twisted in, air, in the air or was that in a different match I'm not sure that was a different match where he didn't take it on the buckle did he yeah, yeah, he took it on took the buckle. On the bu- yeah, yeah that's on what I was buckle. thinking, yeah. It was, it was like, oh, Jesus Yeah, Christ. yeah, yeah, good that. Really unique. Um, what do you think to the whole, like... That's, for me, that's a massive move. And I do think yeah. that there are people who... I think I think if it had been another match, it yeah. wouldn't piss me off a bit, but because I knew it was the books and I was like, this is what they're about, I knew it wasn't going to be yeah. the finish. Because um, I think at that point we hadn't even really seen a super kick yet, so I was like, "This obviously isn't going to be the finish." Right. So I think I was sort of like, I just like, I, 
I, th- I think I just expected it not to yeah. be. So, in in another match situation, that that would annoy me. It's the whole. It's, yeah. it's the debate around. You now have to top that. You now yeah. have to top that. You have to top that. You know, and there's yeah. always huge near falls. Which, yeah. I mean, credit to them, they did like everything they did superseded yeah. the net. You know, thing before in a, in a positive way. Yeah, um, and then they did the finish of. Um, Finish was all right. It made them look good. They did the Meltzer driver, but um, one of who is it that holds them in the power driver? Is that Matt or is that Nick? I think it's, I think it's Nick. Um, So Nick had been put into that sort of armbar thing that snaps the arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, He sold it though, didn't he? He sold it. No, no, he was selling it, and it was fine. Yeah commentary decided to shout out his arm's broken his oh. arm's broken he's got a broken arm if a broken arm isn't the finish for a wrestling match <laughs> don't say the arm's broken because no one can finish a match with a broken fucking arm like <laughs> no one no one will legit believe that as a story I know yeah. people sometimes do but it's always like a tiny break like when Chelsea yeah. did it it's a tiny break in the wrist yeah. like it's still really hor- horrific to have yeah. and like it's difficult to finish and only certain people would be able to do that. But fucking hell, like, you can't, like, snap your arm in half. Choice of words there, then. Yeah. Like, be kept, like, be like, oh, his arm, like, there's going to be some damage to yeah, that. Yeah, how's he going like, to hold this? Is, yeah. How is he going to do this? How is he going to like, do it? Yeah. Oh, he's doing it through sheer determination. Okay. And then my note for that was just this. Was that in capitals, Tom? No. Um, was there any exclamation marks there? No, I have a sort of, like, a little subnet. Subnote that just says Alex Marquez is the fucking worst. Um, but yeah, right. It's it's always him. <laughs> it's always him. I just got really annoyed um, to that point. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Maybe I'm not going to AEW ever. But we probably knew that anyway. I wouldn't worry about it too much. Um, Omega Jericho last bit. Yeah. I didn't like it. I didn't. It's not that I didn't like it. It was, well, yeah, it wasn't my favourite match. I think that they should have ended it with the roads. Yeah. But, you um, can't have a selling point of your business being wins and losses are important and then you ignore DQs. Was it a DQ? Oh, yeah. Matt, when well, when they, they dive onto the table thing, that's Jericho hitting him with a table. That's a DQ. Jericho hit him with a table. Well, Jericho got the table out, didn't he? And then sort of oh, used it as like a right. shield, but it sort of like it didn't yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Jericho fell down. That's a DQ. A full on DQ. There should have been a 10 count before as well, the match. Like, you, they made the senior effect. You can't. Did they not do 20 counts? No, they they were full on saying the whole thing was um, that they were saying 10 counts, but they were doing the whole referee discretion thing. But yeah. I was like. They had to say it so many times that it was so obvious that it was like, this is taking the piss now, just start the count. Uh, you know, so what? Was it Jericho had the table but moved it out of the way when... Accounted no, no, he full-on like used it as a shield. But Omega hit it so hard that um, Jericho so is went it, down with it. Is it a passive thing or...? No, because a passive thing is like, if there's a table there that's already set up and you go through it, then that's not a DQ. That's just a yeah, massive yeah. thing. It's like the thing with the steps. Like, you can throw someone into the yeah, steps. Yeah, because it's You there. can't pick the steps no, up yeah. and hit them with so, it. 
Oh yeah, trying to figure out how he got the table then. He got it was under the ring, he just pulled it pulled out. Pulled it out. Yeah, he pulled it out under the ring from under the ring. Pulled it out. Which got it up, which meant he shouldn't have been there anyway because there were no there were no yeah. non DQ matches. So if he if he's Pulled it out, held it up, was going to hit Omega with it, Omega managed to get out of the way. And then Omega just did like a full on like suicide dive or tope. Onto into, the table. into the table that Jericho, Jericho was moved holding away. it. Yeah, I mean, you could kind of make the point that oh, did Jericho moved out of the way. No, Jericho didn't move out of the he way. He it, went down yeah. a bit. So no, I don't think that's a DQ. Ah, uh, that's. I think if you're gonna DQ, yeah. you would DQ on the basis that he's that Jericho tried to tried to hit him yeah. with it, even though. Yeah. But for me, Okada, sorry, I keep saying Omega, Okada, Omega did the dive. Mm-mm. of his own volition onto the table yeah I just I, I think know. that's a questionable one that was, that I think it's kind of like um, that as well I my, my whole thing was um, if this had been a no DQ match and it full on could have been because there were no stipulation matches on the show that I can think of yeah everything was fine I was like, just do it as an ODQ match. I'd love it if this were, if this had been a no DQ. You've already had an ODQ match at NJPW. New Japan. Just do it again. I heard they want it to be a bit different. Well, the, but then why use the table spot? Why get a table out? Because he's evil. Uh, I don't know. If this had been a no DQ match, I'd have loved it. If instead I just like as soon as that table spot happened, as soon as the ten count thing happened, it just like I just didn't like. I, I was know. just completely taken out of it. That's not something that I thought. No, it's not. That didn't take me out of it. No. no, I thought though at the end of the of that match, um, that Jared, that Omega. I don't know. I thought yeah, that main event for me, Omega should have been elevated to. This is the main one of the main players in the, mm. and I didn't feel like he was. Is that because of the Moxley thing? Not just that. Just based on the match itself, I kind of felt like Omega didn't have as good a showing as what Jericho did. But Jericho won, so in fairness, that's probably like they get, and as it's for a title match. Yeah, and you've got the bankability that you know that Omega uh, Omega Moxley's going to sell out. So I guess maybe that's the case of yeah. making sure that Jericho gets that moment because Jericho's the one that maybe needs the selling point more for that. And what about um, this spinning back elbow? Came out of nowhere. Um, I'm not huge on it as I'm a not. finish, but you know what. I think it's something he can make a finish. Do I think you... it's something that he can he can it's if he starts winning matches with it. Yeah. If he's... he wins the title with it, then like that's that's it. Like yeah, you has... can legitimize it. You can legitimize a lot of things. It's whether you yourself have to get it over in ways yeah. other than just doing the move. Like Jake yeah. Snake did with his promos yeah. on the DDTs. Like yeah. Because I saw that and I was like, that's the back elbow that he's been talking yeah. about. And it, it did put him away. If there's one person that can get this back elbow over, I would say it's probably Jericho. Yeah. Do you think that that was a a dig 
at some as someone when the, he's created this back elbow. Do you think it's a dig at WWE or, or something? In what way? In that, I'm just thinking around creative control and you know it, WWE. I mean, what did what did Seth have as his finisher at that time? That knee. I wasn't sold on oh, that knee. Oh yeah. And um, he's obviously been told to change it, and he went back to it's gone back to the curb stomp, hasn't he? I always thought that the curb stomp would probably have been more his thing that he wanted, because they're the one that pulled yeah, yeah. the curb stomp. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. I don't. I I didn't take it as a dig sort of thing. I to be honest, I took it as he's getting a little bit older, um, and maybe wants to slow down on the amount of high profile moves that he's doing. Um, Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just it's something different. It's another reinvention thing. He's always it. been a he's always been yeah. a submission guy. He's always been like submission or the code breaker. Yeah, and the code breaker is rough to take, especially at, what is he like? He's almost fifty. Yeah, hips um, and back. Yeah. yeah, the code breaker is rough to take. So maybe it's that he wants that sort of thing that he can have as well as yeah the lion tamer that can come out of nowhere. Yeah. But he maybe maybe he can maybe he can't do it so much maybe he wants to do the code breaker less. So mm, okay, mm, that that would be my take from it. Um, John Moxley. Moxley like took like a decent match and a decent show and made the whole thing a fucking spectacle. Like it it was huge. Yeah, there's it was, no it was denying a massive, it. Massive. It's huge. He's now the biggest Get. star in the business because of it. Yeah. Um, like that he came from the crowd yeah and it was like a I can't believe this is happening like I mean it wasn't it like was, you know what it was the first time in years that I've heard good god almighty and it didn't <laughs> sound forced yeah I think uh, it was a proper was like always, good god almighty sort of thing there was always going to be that inkling in people's minds whether yeah. it was going to be there and yeah. they used him perfectly you know close the show with that yeah not I mean, I don't know now because he's gone to New Japan as well, hasn't he? Um, whether that kind of waters him down a bit. Not waters him down, but... It depends how much because Pac's still reason- Pac's reasonably still a precious commodity. Yeah. Because he works yeah. everywhere. Depends where he works. Mm. Um if he stays in the same places all the time, then I don't know. He's gonna become a watered down commodity in certain places. I don't. I honestly don't know. I think it will be a long time before that hype dies down. I think there's gonna be a lot of hype on him because apparently the juice match was really good. Yeah, as I've well. Seen it. Um, so that's a big thing because everyone's always sort of moaned a bit. Like Moxley's critics have always been these matches aren't that great. I've always reasonably enjoyed his matches. Mm. Um, like I've never, I, I very rarely ever hated a Moxley match. Mm. Um, but I'm keen to see. I need to catch that match because I need to see what, how different maybe his style is since he's moved on. Because there were certain things in WWE that I didn't like that he did. Um, so yeah. I'm just keen to see if he's changed that or. You know he's wrestling in that yeah. different way because he did say in that podcast, didn't he, that yeah. he has, he's going back to more of his brawling type. 
um, and that was kind of tamed a little bit in WWE. Yeah. Um, but yeah, exciting times. Exciting times ahead, and I feel like that's probably a good way to end it at the moment. Yes. <laughs>